Hi, fantastic listeners! Welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Climate Tech. Today is October twenty fourth, and I'm your host Lydia. In today's episode, we're venturing into a realm that seems straight out of science fiction, but it's very much a reality: direct air capture (DAC). It's a topic as light as air, but as meaningful as the oxygen, and it's one of the most popular technology out there that you'll hear. It's like having a giant carbon dioxide. Vacuum cleaner in the sky. The air we breathe in goes through a magical process, and voila, CO2 molecules are captured right from the atmosphere. It's as simple as that. According to the International Energy Agency (IEA), direct air capture technologies extract CO2 directly from the atmosphere at any location, unlike carbon capture, which is generally carried out at the point of emissions, such as a steel plant. The CO2 can be permanently Stored in deep geological formations, or used for a variety of applications. Imagine these carbon vacuum cleaners drawing an air with powerful fans. Through a series of chemical reactions, CO2 is separated and then can be stored securely underground or transformed into new products like building materials and low carbon fuels. It sounds like pure magic, doesn't it? But how do they do it? There are two types of technology approaches to capture CO2 from the air: solid and liquid DAC. Solid DAC, S DAC, is based on adsorbent, operating at ambient to low pressure, i.e., under a vacuum from 80 to 120 degrees Celsius. On the other hand, liquid DAC relies on an aqueous basic. Solutions such as potassium hydroxide, which releases the captured CO2 through a series of units operating at high temperature, between 300 degrees Celsius and 900 degrees Celsius. Of course, there are different variations in the space, and we can talk about it later. Now, here's the cool part: DAC isn't limited to specific locations. It's flexible, and in theory, a DAC plant can be situated in any location that has low carbon energy. And a CO2 storage resource or CO2 use opportunity, and yet there may be limits to this as well. It almost sounds too good to be true, right? There must be a catch. Well, yes, DAC technology is energy intensive and is expensive to deploy and operate, making it a challenge to implement on a large scale. So far, the largest DAC project in operation is Orca, developed by Climeworks in Iceland. Even being the largest, it only sucks in 4,000 tons of carbon per year. These DAC plants worldwide currently capture only 0.01 million tons of CO2 annually. I know it sounds like a drop in the ocean compared to the colossal 10 gigaton targets every year, but hey, every drop counts, right? The good news is there's a global push to scale up DAC efforts across Europe, North America. Japan and the Middle East. In fact, to date, there are 27 DAC plants being commissioned in Europe, North America, Japan, and the Middle East. They might be small scale for now, but they're paving the way for something much bigger. Six new DAC projects are under construction, and they are not your everyday construction projects. They're the pioneers, the visionaries that lay in the groundwork for something big. In 2024. A DAC plant in Iceland is gearing up to capture 36,000 tons of CO2 per year, and just a year later, in 2025, in the U.S., the United States is stepping up its game with a plant capable of capturing a staggering 
500,000 tons of CO2 annually, with plans to scale up to 1 million tons per year. As with any superhero story, challenges lies ahead. Building these facilities, ensuring they operate efficiently, and making sure they have a significant impact on reducing carbon dioxide levels, it all takes time, dedication, and resources. The good news is that government, corporations, and investors around the world are recognizing the importance of DAC and are investing in this potential. Will we have enough firepower to make this happen? To remove 10 gigatons eventually just by carbon removal? Stay tuned because this climate adventure is just getting started. Tomorrow, we're going to dive deeper into the current status of direct air capture. Who are the winners? Who's making the industry? Who's leading the way? And who's trying to help each other out? All content on Bite Size Climate Tech is based on public information, personal opinion, and observation. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Lydia. I am not an engineer, just somebody who's passionate and care about the climate. And I want everybody to understand a little bit more so we can move forward as a society. Stay curious and explore the world of climate tech with me. I'll see you next time.